Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hello, I am really, really excited as always. I think I say that at the beginning of every episode lately, <laughs> but it's true. I'm excited for this particular interview because guess what? I'm being interviewed. This is really, really fun for me. My dear friend, Beth, who you may remember from episode 22, just a couple of weeks ago, my dear friend, Beth Basham actually interviewed me for her course called Peace with Food and Soul. You may remember from my interview with Beth when I interviewed her on episode 22 that she focuses a lot on mindful and intuitive eating and how this can really help you, you know, ultimately lose weight and reach your uh, your body goals through a way of eating that doesn't require restriction or deprivation or anything like that. And we want to in this interview uh, which actually is a part of her course. So please check out the show notes if you're interested in learning more about Beth's course. But this particular interview where she interviews me is about mindful and intuitive movement and how that can just absolutely revolutionize your workout experience. I've personally you know, used this in my own life. I have experienced how it's revolutionized my relationship to fitness. I grew up being a, a girl who hated sports. I hated PE class. I hated everything having to do with exercise. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess I did some step aerobics classes with my mom, and I did some sweat into the oldies with Richard, you know, that Richard Simmons workout that used to be going around. And then I did discover running and I discovered yoga pretty early on. And so while I was never really into sports at all, I was a terrible athlete, to be honest with you, um, did not enjoy PE class, but I did find movement pretty early on that I did resonate with. And so I guess, honestly, I was a pretty early adapter to mindful and intuitive movement. And in this interview where Beth is interviewing me, I talk about several, several things that may help you if you're new to this concept and maybe you love movement and fitness, or maybe you kind of struggle with it. Either way, take a listen. I talk about concepts such as microdosing movement. This is really important if you struggle with pain. I am a huge proponent of this microdosing concept of movement. I also talk about why you should stop shooting all over yourself. <laughs> I said shooting, not the other word. So stop shooting on yourself when it comes to movement and exercise. I share how to learn your limits, especially if you have adrenal fatigue. I talk about my steps to learning how to move more mindfully and intuitively. I talk about exercising with your cycle, even after menopause. And I bring in a little bit of moon stuff, moonology. It's kind of fun talk about uh, is standing really better than sitting and also how uh, tuning into the deep core and why tuning into the deep core is so important and how that can really help you figure out mindful and intuitive movement. And finally, I also share a fun little section about how the music that you're drawn to can help you really find your perfect movement routine. 
So tune in, enjoy the show, and I'm going to turn it over to Beth now, who is interviewing me. Again, be sure to check the show notes for all sorts of information and links and resources, and also about Beth's course if you're interested in learning more about that. Hey guys, welcome back to our one of our final lessons in the entire course. I wanted to talk a little bit about exercise because we've been talking about food this entire time, but I think it's really important that we uh, consider that all aspects of our life, when done more mindfully, can be very beneficial and um, really help us survive <laughs> when we're trying to navigate all these changes. So. Instead of me talking about exercise, I thought it would be really fun to bring in an expert and a very dear friend of mine to share her perspective on what intuitive and mindful exercise looks like. Um, it's been my experience that as I changed my uh, relationship with food, I also at the same time started to change my relationship with exercise because it, it really helped me feel more balanced overall. And one thing I see a lot with women is that they, um, they push themselves with exercise maybe beyond what they need to, to get the benefit that we, we need to get from exercise. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce my dear friend. Her name is Brianne Grogan. She is the founder of Femfusion Fitness. She's also the author of Lady Bits, and she is a multi-talented, amazing human. So I felt like she was the absolute best person I could introduce to you all today. So you'll probably see her in the video here. And Brianne, thank you so much for being here. Yay. Thanks for having me, Beth. So Brianne, um, you know, can you just give us just a little synopsis of your expertise, what you do um, as a physical therapist and how you work with women? Yeah. Well, first of all, I guess the main thing is I walk my talk. I guess that's the right way to say it. And I really do live a life of movement. I live it and I then teach it. And I am a physical therapist. That's my training. I was working as a clinical physical therapist for several years. And then my family and I moved across the world. And I was no longer able to work exactly in the same capacity. So I decided to take my work really online and also wrote my book, Lady Bits, and then took my work to um, an online space. So I now have I'm really staying quite busy with my YouTube channel, which is called Fem Fusion Fitness, and kind of preaching the message of just moving and staying safe with movement and really focused on pelvic floor friendly fitness. So women and men who have pelvic floor issues, which are very common, I try to help modify movements and exercises to keep them really safe so people can work out forever. Awesome. The work that you do is incredible. And I've talked to a lot of women who have just really benefited from having that, um, that safety around exercise. So do you, pr you primarily work with women, but you also work with men. Um, and tell me a little bit um, about your perspective when a woman is looking for safe exercises um, and choosing an exercise routine that will give her, you know, strong body uh, without wearing her down. Or um, I always talk about over-exercising, you know, cutting back the, uh, the power of our adrenals and something we call the HPA access, which is how we stay healthy in many ways. What, what is your perspective when someone's trying to choose exercise, uh, proper exercise for their body? 
Well, there's a lot of different ways to think of this. I mean, it depends if the person's dealing with chronic pain and they're trying to get out of a pain cycle. My perspective there is I call it microdosing movement. And it's the idea of whatever you think you should be able to do with air quotes, because should is a bad word. We should not should <laughs> on ourselves. But we all have that number of like, oh, I think, you know, I should be able to go out and run for a mile or walk even for a mile or half a mile with no problems. Well, if you're dealing with chronic pain and that's an issue for you, then you really need to actually start with half of whatever you think you should be able to do. So even if literally you're walking for 30 seconds, do it because that's the key is to start so slowly that you're giving yourself a chance to be consistent and persistent. So then every day you very, very gradually ramp that up. So in the end, even though you're starting really slow, you're ultimately going to get a lot farther than if you were to hurt yourself by pushing too far, too fast, too early. So that's kind of one perspective there. Now, a lot of people you're working with probably aren't dealing with chronic pain. That's just is something that I... I do deal with with folks, but I would say a lot of you can still use that same idea that a lot of us may feel like we should do the workouts that we used to do when we were 16 or 18 or before we had babies or whatever it is. And we might be pushing ourselves too far. I know, Beth, I'm going to pick on you a little bit because Beth is a beautiful dancer and she um, has a history of dance. And I know that. I hope it's okay that I'm saying this to you, but but Beth has pushed herself a little bit harder than maybe she she should. I hate to say that word, but because she has that memory of how things used to be, maybe pushing herself a little bit harder now because she's not dancing every single day. And we were doing a dance fitness program together and it was just maybe a little bit too much. And we all do it. I push myself too much too because I am I have a history of being a runner. I was always a runner for a long time. I loved long distance running. And sometimes I think that I should be able to go out and run five miles and I'm just not built up for it. And so then I'll hurt myself if I go too hard, too fast. So I think that just keeping that sanity about, about ourselves and keeping that mindset of, well, what we used to be able to do, we might not be able to just jump right back into it. Some people can, but a lot of people can't. And so that's okay. It's like honoring that season where you are now mm -hmm. and then realizing that it's totally okay to work up slowly to where you need to be and to modify when needed. It's so easy to let our ego take over and not modify things that probably should be modified. Because about the adrenal fatigue, I want to really quickly speak to that. I, you know, had my son and had some hormonal changes that were happening even after he was getting a little bit older. And I was really wanting to push myself with some high intensity interval training, some HIIT style workouts. And I was following them online and I noticed that my body was just broken afterwards. I wasn't even really that sore, really. I mean, I could do the workouts just fine. But afterwards, I felt broken. I felt depleted. I felt just wiped out. And before my son, when I was younger, I would have been able to do them no problem. And so I thought, well, I should be able to do that. And I felt bad. I was beating myself up for this. But um, I was able to then step back and say, you know, for this season of my life, because I was at the time dealing with a lot of other 
things that were stressing me, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally, I was stressed. And so bringing on that high intensity interval training workout, plus I was also doing several other fitness related things. It was too much for my body. It was breaking it. So even if I could physically do the workout, I was I was breaking myself, my adrenals. It was too much. So it's really, a lot of it is kind of trial and error and learning your limits and being honest with yourself and then stepping back whenever you need to. Yeah. And I, I have to say, Brian, this is really ties in nicely to what we've been learning in the course so far about mindful eating. It's, it's mindful exercise and, and being graceful with ourselves, being forgiving of ourselves. So I know I've had to be forgiving of myself with, with my, my recent, uh, I've been working with Brianne on some fitness. And like she said, I, I pushed myself a little too hard and my body talks to me just like our bodies talk to us when we're listening to our enteric nervous system and our heart, you know, our heart brain, our gut brain and our mind brain with exercise. It sounds like it's the same thing. So we yes. need to listen to our body, um, be forgiving, you know, if we do get injured, but then really, you know, take those steps to take care of ourselves. This is a lot about self-care. So movement's important. I'm hearing you say movement's important, but it doesn't have to be going to the gym for an hour a day. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to look like what all of the internet gurus might tell you it needs to look at to get the results. Can you, um, can you talk about that? Like, so women often think, you know, to get, get this body that they're going for. And I have no problem with people wanting to achieve goals, you know, with their health. Um, I just want them to do it mindfully and really by listening to the body instead of working against it, work with it. So do you have any thoughts around um, about that um, when it comes to moving mindfully and, and movements that can create change in our body, positive change, you know, stronger bodies, et cetera? That makes yeah, sense. for sure. Yeah, totally. Well, the first thing is move every day. That's kind of my tagline is I like people to, you know, eat clean, move every day and you'll shine brighter. You'll, you'll feel better essentially. So just do something that moves your body in a way that feels good to you. And I like to really tune in and listen to what I need in that particular day. Make sure that I get at least 30 minutes of movement. I really like to tailor my movement to my cycle, actually. So that's something to really tune into as for the women who you're working with uh, is we do have a very cyclical nature, women who are still menstruating. And I know that for me, I am a lot more energetic during the first, you know, right after my period starts, after few days into it, I start feeling great as far as energy. And I can really take on the world up until about halfway through about ovulation. And then things change. And I feel a little bit more inward up into where my period starts again. So really tuning into that and listening to that and then tailoring my movement based on that is important, but moving every day. So kind of like I was saying before, you may not be able to, you may need to back off from some of the things you think you should be able to do, but you can still move every day in a way that feels really supportive for your body and not draining. And so it's going to look different for everyone, but it's really whatever brings you joy. Um, I know like for me, I'm not a swimmer. I don't like swimming. I, I don't care for it, but some people absolutely love it. And it's one of the best exercises out there. It's so good for your heart, your joints. I mean, it's wonderful. I wish I liked it more, but I just don't. So for me, that's not a good choice. But for others, it definitely is. 
for me, I, I walk, I walk every single day. It clears my head. It gets me out in nature. It's almost like spiritual practice. Um, for other people, it's going to be yoga or dance or, you know, bar classes, which I've been really loving lately too. So it's just really dependent on what makes you feel good. For me, uh, one thing that always makes me feel good is very feminine movement. I do love dancing. I love hip circles. So that's one that I share with a lot of people because it's an easy way to kind of get moving. You can even do it multiple, your movement sessions in general can be broken up into smaller chunks and that's not going to hurt you. In fact, that's great to break up your 30 minutes a day that you're maybe shooting for into like three 10 minute sessions. It does not have to be done all at once. So don't worry about that. If you don't feel like you have time to do one workout, just break it up. So hip circles are fun. A little dance party in your kitchen. It all adds up. All that movement adds up. And I love that you mentioned, I just have to backtrack really quick. We had a whole lesson on honoring your rhythm when it comes to body temperature and how to eat with the rhythm of the day and your body temperature cycles. So this just is another example of honoring your rhythms. And and you can do the same thing with exercise as it relates to the menstrual cycle of a woman. Now, I have a question for you, Brianne, because I I love everything you said, and I just want to pull it apart a little bit. Do you have any, so women who have, are no longer menstruating, are they still going through cycles or do they still have that monthly cycle or how, how do you think it changes? are they still experiencing that cycle? So many women do. And many women will, even though your hormones have shifted and changed, you still have some hormones in your body. They're at a lower level, but they're still there. And a lot of women still feel the cycles of the moon. So a lot of us, our menstrual cycle actually follows the moon cycles. Not everybody. It's totally okay if you don't, but a lot of us do. And so a lot of women will still feel that changes that happen with the full moon and the new moon that will absolutely affect your energy. And so that's just something to kind of keep in mind is to just Mm. look at the moon, look outside. If you're still menstruating, see if it tracks with your menstrual cycle too. And even if you're not, see if you notice changes. I have worked with lots of women who are no longer menstruating, but they still notice those changes in mood and energy, productivity, creativity, all sorts of things with the moon. So Really, I mean, that's like, we could spend hours talking about that. It's a really cool connection. (laughs) We could spend hours. You could spend hours talking about a lot of things, but I think this is really (laughs) beneficial. I love the honoring the rhythms. Um, I think that that's so key and just, you know, breaking up movement throughout the day. We don't have to look at going to the gym. And I think it's even, they say sitting is the new smoking, right? Have you heard that term? Oh, yeah, Uh, for sure. And I'm totally, you know, I fall into this camp because I do a lot of my work online. So, but I will say about that, that the key is not that sitting is bad because I mean, it kind of is to do, to just be sitting in one spot and it really is easy to sit in a bad posture and that kind of thing. But really the key is not to substitute then standing all day for sitting all day. What you want to do, because what happened, people are so extreme, you know, you hear, oh, sitting is the new smoking. So then everyone gets their standing desks and they're standing all day. Well, What you really want to focus is moving positions often throughout the day. So you think of it as movement nutrition. So getting yourself movement snacks throughout the day by moving up and down and sitting and standing and moving it in and out. The more you can move, the better. So you don't want to be substituting your sitting all day for standing all day. That often, you know, just like with sitting, we kind of start slumping in our chair. With standing, I have a standing desk. Right now I 
I actually have a stool. I was just sitting on it, but now I'm standing. And when you're standing for long periods, you usually do kind of compensate by maybe your, your hip accidentally juts out to one side or, or you realize that you're standing in a funny way. And that can be just as problematic for your joints and your bones. So you want to get that shift in position. That's really key. Okay. No, that's, that's great. I love the term movement snacks. It's so good that I didn't make that up. I first heard it from Katie Bowman. So I've got to give credit where credit is due. She's a a biomechanist. Um, But I did did want to say a quick little tip. Maybe this will help if people are kind of thinking, well, what kind of movement do I love? One tip I have that you could try is what kind of music are you gravitated toward? Like what kind of music really pulls you in and makes your body want to move? First of all, maybe you don't allow your body to move to music. And if that's the case, maybe just close your eyes and know that nobody's watching and just see what happens if you just let your body start moving to music that you like. So whether it's country music or punk rock music or electronic dance music or classical music or hip hop or whatever it is, put something on that you kind of like and let your body just start moving. For me, it's drums. I love drums. And that's not for everyone though, but however your body likes to move, that's going to give you more of a feel for what kind of fitness or move, I don't like calling it fitness, I like calling it movement, what kind of movement is best for you? It doesn't have to be dance, but maybe if you're more of a lyrical um, person, you like classical music and you like kind of slowly moving, then you could do that kind of dance, or maybe you want to look into ballet classes, or maybe you, you'd be really comfortable with yoga or something very flowing like that. If you're like more drawn to hip hop music, then maybe you would really enjoy hip hop classes. Or maybe you want to watch some fitness videos on YouTube by this guy I love called Fitness Marshall. He's fantastic and does hip hop videos. Or maybe you want to do more high intensity sort of aerobic style classes or go for a jog outside. Or if you're like me and you love belly dance and kind of drums, you might take some belly dance classes, do some hip circles, do more kind of grounding earthy things. That might be really, really beneficial for your heart and your soul and your body. I love that. And I think the common theme from what I'm hearing you say is movement that you love is the movement you should do. You know, it's not about, again, we're trying to get out. I'm working in this course with women who are, are tired of all of the rules and the just all the strictness around eating. And I feel the same way about, it can feel the same way around the exercise world too, right? So what I'm hearing today is like movement needs to be organic. We need to listen to our bodies. And I love that idea of closing your eyes, putting on music you like, even if you're not used to moving to music and just noticing how your, does your body like to move slowly? Maybe you need to do Tai Chi or yoga. Do you like to move more upbeat? Maybe you know, more hit training is for you in this season of your life too, right? Because we're not always going to move the same way from year to year, decade to decade or season to season, right? Like you didn't want, you couldn't move the same way after you had your son that you could before you had your son and just honoring that cycle and those seasons of our lives in combination with the seasons of the month. And, you know, there's just all of these cycles we have to honor and then just what's in our heart, what, what makes us feel joyful and happy. Am I I getting this? (laughs) You're totally getting it. You're totally getting it. And my something that I've I've said many times is to date, like you're dating, date every form of movement until you find the one you love. 
and then settle down. Yeah. And then know that unfortunately, unlike your you know committed marital relationship, if you're married, it may not last. So it's totally okay if it doesn't last when it comes to movement. But just date around, play around, experiment around until you find something you like. And then like it until you don't like it anymore and then move on and find something else. You do not have to be committed to one form of or style of movement at all. The one thing that I will say, one little plug I want to put in is to, it's not a rule because I'm definitely not a rule follower myself. I also really don't like <laughs> rules or like things you have to do. But I will say that it can be so helpful to learn about your deep core muscles kind of my specialty is learning about the pelvic floor and, and connecting to the deep core muscles. Because when you really tune into those muscles and learn how to protect them and strengthen them and condition them and keep them strong, it's going to keep you safe for any style of movement that you do so that you can then do movement with no rules because you already know how to control your body. I love that. And Brianne, I know you have a lot of uh, videos on YouTube that people can access for free to learn yeah. some of these principles of keeping yourself safe and exercise. So if you are somebody who has chronic pain or is a little bit nervous about getting into an exercise routine, this woman here is the person to start with if you know online is, is your ideal way to learn and grow. Obviously, we've talked about Brianne, you know, having someone watch you and physically touch you is important in, in many cases, but if you don't have access to that, like you, you've got to, you know, finding uh, reliable and credible sources online is the next step. And Brianne is one of those people out there who's going to really make sure to give instruction to keep you safe, keep your core safe, build that strength and um, help move you forward. I know Brianne has helped me a lot. I know she's helped a lot of women in my life that I know. So I, I love I love that you reiterate that and you you know that's that's the start that's the the beginning. It's, the um, it's all the there. This is the foundation right there, and then yep. from from that strong foundation, you can have joyful movement expression in whatever yes. style or form that takes you. Because you are different than me is different than everyone. Yes. We are all unique snowflakes. Absolutely, we are all unique snowflakes, and it's so. It just this ties in so beautifully. I hope that as you're listening to this, you're seeing the the connection between mindful eating and intuitive eating, and mindful and intuitive exercise, because there's a lot of common threads here that I think we can learn from. Um, so, so this is this is awesome. Brianne, do you have time to do just like 30 seconds of hip circles with everyone? Just show them what these sure, are. 30 seconds and I got to run, but yeah. this is perfect. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead, everyone. You put your stand up and put my standing desk up. Okay. There you go. And you can just put your feet hip width distance apart on the ground and you can have your hands wherever on your hips is a good place to start. And just think about drawing a circle on the ground beneath you with your pelvis. And the key is that you want to not move your shoulders and your head too much. It's really just your, your hips. So I'll step back. I'm wearing my workout shorts for That's my okay. workout. <laughs> okay. And then go the other way. Reverse it. And keep going. And with these hip circles, I mean, that's just a really basic start, but you can make them smaller and more controlled and really get the core a little bit more fired on and active. That's my favorite style is actually a little tighter and more controlled. Um, you can also make them really big and flowing and more of a stretch for your legs and your back. I love hip circles. I have. I, do, I know. Yes. Yes. And I will link below this video. I'll link a, a link to Brianne and maybe even your hips, hip circle solution 
right? Yeah. That your I'll send program. you some, some ideas that might be fun to link to. I have awesome. a whole playlist about hip circles too. So that sounds wonderful. Well, if you're watching this, go ahead and check the link below and we can, you can get more information about this intuitive movement and learn a little bit more about Brianne, but thank you, Brianne, for your time. I know you got to run, but I appreciate you coming in as the expert in exercise, sharing a little bit of your perspective on this. So oh, it's my pleasure. It was fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, um, you and I will talk soon and everyone else will see you over in the next lesson. So thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, Simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brianne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brianne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.